On episode 213 of the Jeep Talk Show, FCA has trademarked a few key words, and some of them sound awfully familiar. The Dodge Viper is facing some hardships, and we'll hear more information about the new Grand Wagoneer. We always love playing your voicemails, and this week we have lots. We'll hear from the mind of Nikki G as well and find out what's happening on XGTalk.com. We'll cover Snowpack on Tech Talk, Tammy Talks Blizzard Fun, Tony Talks Computer Consulting, and I'll do my best to screw up every single line I have to read on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler, Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. First week in Jeep. Well, Jeep calls dibs. You guys remember back in the day when there was only one cookie left in the jar and before a battle royale erupted between you and your siblings, yelling that one specific word was all it took to establish an ironclad claim to something. A proclamation to the gods, then all within the sound of your voice, that you have just deemed that object yours, even though most of the time it was clearly not in your possession. A similar situation goes on each and every day at the U.S. trademark offices, but probably in a much more mature and less violent manner. This week, Jeep called dibs on a few things that left many of us scratching our heads and imagining all the wonders and potential horrors of the what-ifs. What Jeep trademarked this month is a handful of words. Let's break them down for you. First on the list is an unusual one. It's two words, actually. Big Bear. Now, for those of you who are the least bit familiar with the history history of quads, you'll recognize that as a name of one of Honda's best-selling ATVs. It's also the name of a lake and a town in California, and of course, one of my personal favorites, it's a song from the movie Super Troopers that you guys might all remember. In <laughs> any case, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with all this, but uh, uh, we'll see what's going to happen. In any case, it could be super cool, it could be super bad. Smoky Mountain was on the list as well. This one is, uh, was as well, last have been classified, this one as well as the last one has been classified under the category of, quote, Motor vehicles, namely passenger automobiles, their structural parts, trim, and badges, end quote. What SCA will do with this one is anyone's guess, but I lay odds on a future trim package. This next one has me both excited and worried as all hell, because you guys know I'm a huge XJ fan, and the Cherokee got its roots with a very specific model, the Cherokee Chief. And you guessed it, Chief is now an official FCA trademark, also being categorized specifically for, quote, motor vehicles, namely passenger automobiles, their structural parts, trim, and badges. With the concept buzz last year, I'd say it's safe to say that we'll be seeing the Chief name badge more sooner than later. And finally, something Jeep isn't really new to, putting their name on things that really have nothing to do with Jeeps, like strollers or socks. And now we can look forward to a whole new line of merchandising under JXP, or Jeep Extreme Performance. This particular name badge seems to have been reserved for a new line of Jeep eyewear. Okay, all I know (laughs) is I'll be standing by with a swift backhand to the FCA executives if they try and pull anything stupid with these new word acquisitions. Well, say bye bye Viper. In it is sadder news, I'll give you guys another reason to hate government regulations, as if you needed any more. Say goodbye to the Chrysler supercar. The Dodge Viper is no more. As, as the designers can't or won't either find a way to, or can't or won't or are flat out refusing to add a curtain airbag to the vehicle. Without those, the NHTSA won't sign off on it, and the car can't be made. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Thanks, Uncle Sam. 
Hey, remember this name? Last year, it was rumored that Jeep may be bringing back the iconic Grand Wagoneer name badge. And in the fourth quarter of 2015, we got solid confirmation from head of branding Mike Manley that the old Waggy will live again. Too many questions have still remained. However, like, what are the drivetrain options going to look like? What are some of the numbers? Horsepower, torque, mileage, storage, breakover angles, all that good stuff. Available trim package, etc. Well, this week, 99% of us got some bad news that makes all those questions not really matter more than just for the sake of curiosity. It's long been an underfueled rivalry between Jeep and Range Rover, and it's been announced that the three-row-seated Grand Wagoneer will be put on this earth for one purpose and one purpose only, to be FCA's new ultra-luxury flagship, beating the pants off of Range Rover, supposedly, and having a price tag to match is what it looks like. Here's the bad news, guys. MSR, MSRP on the new Waggy is going to be right around $100,000. That's right. <laughs> a six-figure Jeep. Putting the hopes and dreams of a whole family expedition build on a, brand, on, a, on a brand new platform seemed like a complete pipe dream. Well, the price point Will the price point drop as we get closer to launch date? Likely not, as FCA is dumping a ton of money into automotive luxury research to ensure that this Jeep won't be one for just anybody. Big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue to help us out each and every week with stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys have a story that you think we should be reporting on or a response to any one of our stories, please send us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, what do you what do you want to bet there's going to be some other six figures associated with that six-figure Jeep, like uh, 36, 24, 36? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys, I misspoke. I send those emails to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Some old habits there, hard to break. You info miss, at jeeptalkshow.com. You misspoke, and I missed it. And I, I don't know what Tammy's excuse was. <laughs> I'm not paying attention, right? <laughs> There you go. No, I was oh, actually. Tr- are we doing a show? <laughs> I was. I was looking, reading the chat room stuff. Ah, it was reading Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. See, you gotta be. You gotta be paying attention and not not paying attention. That's what happens. Uh, we'll call on you. It's just like school. Whenever uh, I know, you, it's obvious that you're not paying attention. <laughs> say, well, Timmy, what did you think? Huh? What uh, is uh, there spit uh, on my what? face? Huh? Huh? What? Answer seven. I don't know. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. You already know about XJ Talk on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. But did you know we're on YouTube as well? We have often on-road adventures, how-tos for fixing or augmenting your Jeep. Besides, man cannot live by sound alone, right? Come see what we got at youtube.com slash user slash xjtalk. Don't forget to subscribe and make comments on our videos. So guys, coming up on Wrangler Talk, I got to use that $10,000 button this past weekend, and I'll tell you all about it. Ooh, ooh, the easy button for um, that one place that sells office supplies. <laughs> yes. No? <laughs> well, hey, something that you guys can count on. What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason. From Morgan Trail Off-Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. I'm sorry, Josh, you were saying? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys can count on an interview coming up that we're going to be released, uh, be, be releasing here very soon. Uh, and it's actually with those guys right there that you just heard. I uh, recently had the guys from Oregon Trail Off-Road in studio for an interview, and it turned out really, really cool. So I can't wait to release this, guys. Working on the audio right now, it's over an hour long. So we got some really great content. This is an interview you guys don't want to miss out on. 
Um, should have this ready for you guys as you're listening to this podcast right now uh, the following week. So uh, look forward to that. We will be releasing that as a bonus download for you guys because it's just too much to cram into one show. Now, why is this such a big deal? Well, these guys are doing something very historic. They are going to backtrack the famous Lewis and Clark Trail all the way out from, uh, from out here in Oregon clear back all the way across the United States. So um, this has never been done before. This is unprecedented. This is a historic moment, and they are documenting the entire process. Now, you guys can also get in on this because they are looking for a little bit of help. They need some help trail scouting, uh, some uh, tips and tricks of, hey, you know, when you're here, stay away from there, that sort of stuff, and uh, look out for this when you're there, that sort of stuff. They could really use that kind of advice. You guys want to help them out? Head over to OregonTrailOffRoad.com. Check them out there, and you guys can have uh, you find all sorts of links to find them on Facebook and other social media platforms as well. OregonTrailOffRoad.com. Well, certainly looking forward to that interview, Josh. I know that you had a, a great time uh, doing that interview. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be talking with those guys soon, or again soon, I should say, uh, as they uh, really or get closer to their launch date, uh, which is coming up in uh, June or July, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I want to remind you guys about uh, the uh, the Jeep Talk Show now being available uh, straight on your smartphone. We've uh, modified the website, and if you go over to that website by using your whatever browser that you have on your smartphone, Safari, or uh, I think you can even put Firefox on, uh, on uh, the smartphones now. I know you can on Android. Anyway, if you go over there, it's going to format to your screen, and you're going to be able to select the, uh, the latest show or all the way back to episode one and press the play button. And this is a great way to tell your friends how to listen to the Jeep Talk Show. You know, that they may not be aware of Beyond Pod or uh, what is another one, Podcast. Uh, I think there's a Podcaster or some, there's several different apps. Uh, even iTunes that you can play uh, the show straight on your smartphone. This doesn't make, this makes it really easy. It doesn't get any easier than this. Just go over there, just tell them to go to jeeptalkshow.com, uh, select the show and press play. So I'm going to tell you guys about the 4x4 Radio Network, the Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, which is uh, all about Land Rovers, Muddy Microphone Podcast about ATVs, have joined forces and created a network. We'll be adding a, a few more shows to the lineup soon. Uh, you can visit the 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts simply by pressing the play button. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's the 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4 radionetwork.com and i haven't announced it anywhere else uh our uh, beloved brother cody from trailchasers.net will soon be a member a broadcasting member of Ooh. on the 4x4 radio network with uh, with his own podcast he's got a few things left to do he uh, he shared uh, a little uh, interview he did with uh, uh one of the members here on the show and uh uh, the uh, the 4x4 Radio Network team uh, loved it, thought it was just an amazing first podcast, and I think you will too. So uh, be looking uh, for uh, Cody and Trailchasers.net podcast uh, on the 4x4 Radio Network very soon. Very cool. Oh, sorry. Had a little yawn there. Um, you know, we love hearing from all of you, so be sure to call our voicemail at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to the website, jeeptalkshow.com, leave us a message, just click on the send questions comment button over there on the right hand side of the screen. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. 
Now, you guys have to remember, uh, CPO is uh, with Jeep's Needs, uh, the uh, maker of the DLA, that little uh, doodad that you can put on your high lift jack, and the D-ring helps the uh, high lift jack stay in place while you're uh, like maybe off off camber, off center a little bit while you're trying to jack up your Jeep. And uh, he called in, and, and the other thing I want to remind you about is uh, CPO is in the same area of the country that Tammy is, and he's going to bitch a little bit about the snow. Oh, oh good. Hey there, CPO here. I'm sitting here in post-apocalyptic blizzard traffic in Baltimore. So uh, I was thinking about the last show and uh, the clinometer that got brought up. I'm sorry, the clinometer uh, that got brought up in the last show. And, uh, you know, I come from a street racing and drag racing background. I mean, for crying out loud, I have a crankshaft on my high school class ring, and I rebuilt the rear end as a uh, as a school project. So I say all that to say I've seen a lot of gauges uh, and a lot of useless gauges and displays in vehicles <laughs> over the years. I bet. And uh, I was thinking about the practical use of a clinometer uh, in uh, in the JK, uh, my my particular vehicle, and I do a lot of in cockpit video. Um, and I think it would be actually very interesting to oh. have something like that visible in the video. Yeah. Because as we all know, video and photos don't do oh, justice that's a good to look at uh, you. Inclines or declines for that matter. Um, all the trail picks, you know, they the the seat of pants feel is much different than what you can portray in a video. Right. And a clinometer might actually give the viewer a little bit of a representation of how steep an incline is. So. Anyway, I was just thinking about it, and that might be a practical uh, use. Um, and by the way, shameless plug, if you want to go check out some of my videos, uh, I have a website. It's overclocked-jku.com, and it's overclocked3d. It's the, the leak spelling of overclocked with the, the last E is a three. But <laughs> overclocked3d-jku.com, I've got a video section there, and you can see I've got a few in-cockpit uh, videos. And I think it would be cool to put a... Uh, clinometer somewhere in the display, so I may uh, I may keep a watch on how you guys like that and uh, may add that to my list. So anyway, thanks for the great show. Talk to you later. Yeah, I think that's a great idea and that's uh, a very yeah. cool idea. Uh, here, num- here numbers numbers for vowels, you hacker. <laughs> now here, I thought those things really didn't have uh, much of a use at all. That is, an, an, it really an, is just a brilliant idea. Yeah, so really, yeah. yeah. Big, big round of applause out to CPO. That's good. good job. So uh, here's uh, our first one from uh, Nathan. Hey, guys, it's Nathan. So uh, I don't want to beat this up too badly about you guys um, talking about the manual and the automatic transmissions in the water. I know you guys have been talking about it, but uh, I just wanted to put my two cents in. Uh, I've had three Jeeps and I'm on, well, I'm on my third one. Anyways, my first Jeep was a 95YJ with a manual transmission, AX5. Uh, I ended up having to rebuild that transmission three freaking times. <laughs> Yikes. <clears throat> and each time was because there was water in it. From my understanding is what happened was every time I was going in the water, I was shifting. Turns out, I don't, I guess you're not supposed to push the clutch in while you're in the water, uh, and from my understanding, because the clutch will suck up water because when you push it down. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I found out. And after that, I got rid of that Jeep and uh, was done with that AX5. I don't know if it was just with the AX5 or 
or what, but from that's what I was told by the transmission repair shop. And each time there was mud and water in, inside of it and lots of it. But anyways, I uh, hope that cleared some things up. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Keep up the good work. And we'll hear, big, hear, hear a little bit more from Nathan here in just a couple of minutes. What were you saying, Josh? I was going to say, uh, to, you know, just say thanks to Nathan for giving us the voicemail, but uh, also just comment that the AX15, uh, one of the more popular transmission swaps, uh, if you're going from an automatic to a manual in an older Jeep, like a TJ uh, or, a, or even like a CJ or an XJ even, um, yeah, that's like one of the most popular swap-ins uh, is the AX15. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised that that, that, um, that is a, as notorious of a problem as, a, as he's making it out to be. Yeah, and I'm I'm confused by the uh, the shifting thing or, or, or putting the clutch in. Uh, I don't understand what that would do. Uh, well, although would, I've never uh, dealt with a, a hydraulic uh, system for a clutch before, the oh, only one I had was was all mechanical. Gotcha. So I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with that. But I would I would think that this by nature hydraulic would mean that it's sealed though. Uh, so this is great though. I'm glad that we had this uh, this question and uh, I took a, a different. Uh, uh, stand on it than what uh, you guys were. So we're getting these calls in, and I, I like hearing this. It's, it's, yeah, Heck yeah, I really enjoy hearing the, about these things. So you guys keep uh, keep this in because uh, we're all learning something new. So let's get over to Joe. Hi guys, this is Joe. Hey Joe. Hi Joe. Hey, uh, you guys were uh, wondering what I'm going to do this year, <laughs> and uh, this weekend uh, I'm going to work on my. Uh, daughter's overlander uh, grand cherokee um and uh you know it keeps me busy the heater stopped i think it's uh, you know the little relay under it uh last weekend or you know two weeks ago i fixed one of the actuator motors uh she had heat on the right side cold on the left side so i fixed that but luckily i didn't have to pull the dash so that's always good but uh, i just wanted to make a note that you know you guys were talking you know i think it was last week or a couple weeks ago that Jeep's coming out with a new Overlander. Yep, I, I'm shocked. I, I, it's disgraceful. I, 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 it's just surprising. I don't have really good words to say for it because I, I like to Neither say good I. words. But um, <laughs> you know, I just want to say that you know the Jeep that I've got for my daughter is problematic, but at least it's got front and rear lockers and heavy axles. That's all I've got to say. It's yeah. an awesome off-road vehicle, yeah. and uh, I've just. Hope she doesn't destroy it too much, you know, taking it through her friends' yards and stuff. So, uh, but I'll uh, keep you guys up to date with my yearly plans. I got some stuff. I've hired a trainer and bought some weights, and and uh, that'll lead up to a few other things this year that I've got planned. As this is my big fifty year, so I will turn the big five zero. So, you guys take care. Bye. Excellent, Joe. Well, appreciate you calling in and letting us know what's uh, what's going on with your uh, your daughter's Jeep. And your weight loss. Really appreciate that. Oh, I think and he's going to be adding weight. Yeah, I want to know when his birthday is. He's ready to bulk up, getting some uh, mixed martial arts training. <laughs> One more try, Tammy. <laughs> oh, I just want to know when his birthday is. Cause oh, my big five that's right. That's right. Yeah. I like how you turn it back on yourself there every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> I've had people do that to me, Tammy, so I had to... <laughs> no, it, that's, that's I saw an opportunity. So let's get over to uh, let's get over to Nathan's second call, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit more about the uh, transmission stuff. Hey guys, Nathan again. Um, I forgot to let you know 
um, what happened when I got water in my AX5 transmission. So uh, <clears throat> one of the ways I, I mean, well, the only, the main way how I found out that I had water in my transmission was because it stopped shifting. Like I could no longer get out of gear at all. So whatever gear I was in, it was stuck there. So most of the time I was like it was when I was in third gear or maybe second gear. And I was still able to drive and go forward, but uh there was um no shifting whatsoever. Um and uh when we got the transmission out and you know drained it and just mud or water and gunk just all came out gears uh, or you know the flakes of the the gears would all just be chunked up everywhere um but yeah that's how uh, i knew right away that there was mud and water in my transmission i had no idea that it was due from shifting you know i did everything i thought i thought i could i made sure the transmission was sealed i even uh, raised the vent tube as far as my roll bar wow um, there you go and uh, that, and when I found after the third time, I finally found out it was because of shifting, uh, pushing in the clutch. So I hope that guy, that helps you guys out. I don't know how uh, how true that is. All I know is that's how I learned my lesson, and so I stopped shifting on my second Jeep in the water. I always made sure I was in first gear, and I never had a problem. I never got water in my transmission again. All right, guys, take it easy. That is very interesting. I want to understand why that happens. Uh, great information. If you uh, have uh, an AX15, uh, I think he said five. It's a he said yeah. The AX5 and the AX15 are are almost identical, and they are interchangeable in in a lot of cases. Uh, I I misspoke earlier. I, I thought I heard AX15. It's the one that I'm more familiar with. Right. Uh, I think the AX5 was uh, uh, from the earlier years. From the YJ, but, it was probably in the YJ. But didn't he say after that first one he doesn't use that anymore? Now the newer Jeep that he has doesn't use that transmission anymore? Well, I think the AX15 is the current one. Uh, well, I say the current one. I don't know what they use in the JK. Yeah. Well, I don't. he didn't say what his, his current Jeep is, though, either. That's true. But anyway, maybe we'll get some more information. I'd like to understand why uh, somebody out there let us know why it is that uh, uh, you, can, you actually get uh, water and stuff inside the AX5 or perhaps even the AX15. Maybe it's the, a similar design. And uh, let us know how why water would get into the, the in where the gears and everything are where the oil is. I just that that's really surprises me. Maybe it was uh, maybe it's something that uh, was uh, just unique to his situation. But uh, if you know the answer, uh, call in five three zero six seven five four one zero two. Now let's get over to our last voicemail, and he doesn't say, but I think this is Johnny, or I'm sorry, Juliet Johnny. I've been cheating on you guys. Uh-oh. On this Land Rover podcast, no, no. the 4x4 radio network. Yes, yeah, And oh my God, I want a Land Rover. <laughs> but the one Hard. I want seems to run about 70000 So logic says take even half of that, throw that into an XJ, and it will be the Land Rover. And... Yeah, it won't be the one I saw in Ace Ventura when nature calls, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it could be better. All right, keep up the good work. That's a great podcast. I've really been enjoying uh, the Center Steer podcast with uh, John and uh, his uh, his group of uh, pirates, if you will, uh, over there talking about the, uh, the Land Rovers uh, 
Very, very good podcast. Highly recommend it. And uh, learning a lot about Land Rovers. Uh, it's, it's more than just Range Rovers. Yeah. Now, um, the, uh, I, I was meaning to, to call into, uh, uh, call into their, um, into their podcast. I actually saw kind of a unique Land Rover, uh, recently and it made me think of their podcast. Like, ah, oh, maybe I should give those guys a call. And I kind of spaced it off. <laughs> it's, it's easy to, well, it's uh, in traffic. I, come on. I got it. I got an hour and a half commute, yeah. you know, you're 15, 20 minutes into it. By the time, you know, an hour and a half rolls around, you've, you know, traversed 40 miles and, and a lot has taken place, and it's the end of the day, and it's you know, all I wanted to do is get inside and get some dinner. Oh, it's easy to forget with uh, with everything that goes on uh, from uh, in our daily lives. So, but thank- I love our uh, I love our fellow uh, podcasting brethren over at yes. the Center Steer Podcast. So, thanks guys for calling in all those voicemails. Oh, we it, love it, a week. It like had this, been kind yeah. of lean there a couple of weeks, and boy, we just uh, did did. Uh, I had a bumper crop this week, so thank you very much. We love the interactions and uh, giving us updates on uh, things that are going on in uh, your Jeep lives and your Jeep family. Keep it up. Hey, one thing that we want to make sure you guys are keeping up on is your subscription to our YouTube channel. That's right, guys. If you haven't subscribed to the Jeep Talk Show YouTube channel, make sure that you have that subscription in early and often. Make sure you guys are telling a friend as well. We're constantly updating the channel and adding new content all the time. And of course, if you guys want to see what you're listening to for all of our podcast listeners out there, well, you guys can actually check out a video feed of this of the uh, of the podcast of the show. And we, of course, are broadcasting live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. That's simulcasted on our website over at JeepTalkShow.com as well. So uh, YouTube.com slash JeepTalkShow is the link that you want to look for. YouTube.com slash JeepTalkShow. We hope to see you there. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at JeepTalkShow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? We want to hear from you. Just call our uh, voicemail, 530-675-4102, or just go over to jeeptalkshow.com and click the little uh, vertical-looking button there that says send questions and comments. Just let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Hey, and now something we all look forward to each and every week, and it's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I've got a product testimonial, I guess you can call it, this week. Uh, I was uh, driving my Jeep down the road. I was quite a ways away from home, Uh-oh. and uh, my alternator crapped out. And so I ran as far as I could on the battery, and then battery just didn't have enough juice to run the vehicle anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I uh, had to stalled i pulled over i was thinking well i could call AAA, but being a man calling for help <laughs> or asking for directions is definitely out of the question so uh, man i wish i had a second battery and then i thought i do for father's day wendy and the kids got me a nokia genius boost so uh i wonder if it'll work so i hooked it up to the battery Jeep started up. It was awesome. So uh, it was small enough. I tucked it in 
beside the battery and the distri- power distribution block. Wow. Gently closed the hood Amazing. and uh, drove 14.7 miles home. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my Nokia Genius gosh. Boost. Amazing. And uh, so, yeah, Nokia Genius Boost. They're for stupid people, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Now, if they could just put GPS into it, you wouldn't have to ask oh, for directions either. That is great. <laughs> Never thought about that. But, yeah, well, why not? I, I wonder how it was after the long run, if it was, like, it really hot. or hot. Yeah. All that compatence getting flown through. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's a great story. I think it had to have been smoking hot. Yeah, I want to <laughs> I'm gonna have to get Nikki on the horn. Get a little more details about that whole adventure. This wow. this is a banner day. A helpful tip, helpful tip from Nikki from G. Nikki G. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, seriously, I, you know, okay. I thought know, I'd give okay, you guys. Why does my a, dog hate me? Yeah. A prequel for how it all began behind fun at the grocery store. Uh oh. And uh, guess it all started when I was a kid in rural Ohio. Big time fun was going to the grocery store with my mother. So I'm uh preteen Nikki G walking around a grocery store I reach my pocket and I pull out a nail how I got a nail I don't know why I have a nail God only knows so I continue to walk through the store poking things with my nail oh, I poke no. a carton of milk watch the milk ooze out start poking some juice and stuff so I'm running around the store poking random things and I walk up to a 7-Up bottle which at the time was the only pop bottle that was made out of plastic everything else was glass and i poke it with my nail and it exploded and i'm drenched head to toe and seven up so i go walking up to my mom she freaks out yells at me tells me go wait in the car as i'm walking out to the car i see the kid with the mop running down the store and there's all these puddles everywhere and uh yeah so the moral story is moms could drive very well with one hand on the steering wheel and beating the crap out of you with the other hand. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I, I was barred from going into town. I had, to sp- I had to stay at home. All right, guys, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Wow. I don't think I ever got, a- got away with anything that bad. And not that oh, he got I've away got- with it, but I mean, no. somebody wasn't watching him enough to for- have all those puddles, you know? Oh, I would have never thought of doing puddles. Like that. <laughs> well. <laughs> Only from the mind of Nikki G. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. Oh. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Well, one thing we always look forward to here is reviews. And we just don't have any this week. No, we've got, we had several uh, over the last few weeks, guys. You did, you guys did a really good job. Uh, but for those out there who might be new to the show, uh, because you've been recently turned on to this program by a friend of yours, perhaps. Yes. Well, we encourage you guys to leave us comments and give us a five-star rating. If you would, please. We are all over the web on iTunes and Stitcher radio and TuneIn.com and, and of course, all other sorts of podcast avenues. Well, if they have a rating service, by all means, please use that. And just like iTunes, you guys can leave us that five-star rating. We'll get that notification. And if you would, leave us a comment. We always encourage uh, feedback, constructive criticism, a little pat on the back, or just, you know, saying, hey, encourage all that stuff. We love hearing from you guys. So get in those reviews. And, of course, we'll always, always, always read them here on the air and give you guys credit. 
So let's talk about xjtalk.com. Well, this is where we like to help encourage you to go over to the xjtalk.com Jeep forum. Uh, and I say Jeep forum, you don't actually have to have a Jeep to uh, you know be able to go over there and, uh, and post and have fun. Just go over there and sign up. But anyway, uh, we like to tell you about some of the posts that are over there to you know help entice you over there. So this is a post from Infidel Edition. Uh, he titled it, Help Wits End Won't Start. I think we've all been there on our Jeep Cherokees, you know, the XJs, the real ones. So the uh, the post goes like this. So I went to replace the starter in the, I'm sorry, I, I misread that the first time. I couldn't understand what the starter was. I went to replace the stator in the distro, being, being the distributor. I noticed the cap and rotor were crap. Cap plus rotor plus stator, more than a new distributor. So I replaced the entire distributor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> ran perfect around the block twice, and if anything, a little low at idle after getting to temp. Two days later, starts running strong till it hits temp, and then the low RPMs at idle, like almost going to die uh, low. When I pulled the old distro, engine never moved. I couldn't get the rotor uh, to the ex exact same point. It was like 5 to 7 degrees more clockwise, and hmm. the distro housing doesn't rotate. The low idle is almost like the timing is off, which I'd uh, is what I expect if the uh, if the rotor was advanced. And back uh, to the won't start. Crank and crank. You adjust the timing, uh, or, or can you adjust the timing on the 89 4.3? Guessing I need to rotate the distro housing to compensate. So uh, there's been lots of little posts. I think that uh, uh, Josh even mentioned that he had posted uh, on this, uh, this, uh, this thread. And, uh, well, maybe you could help uh, Infidel Edition out. Just go over to xjtalk.com and do a search for help. Wits end won't start. And who knows, guys, you might just have an issue as well. Then you can post up and get a ton of responses relatively quickly. There is a massive community of a lot of, well, people who really know their stuff. And they're always willing to help. Not any flaming. Certainly no, uh, none of that here. Let me Google that for you type of stuff. Yeah, guys, um, just like Infidel Edition here, he got some help. You guys can get help on your issue, too. Just head over to wranglertalk.com or xjtalk.com. Both great sites for you guys to get and post information. Yep, yep. So uh, here, again, is one of those things, those uh, segments that we really enjoy, and that's Wrangler Talk with Jeep Mama. So everybody knows what to do, right? Shut up and listen to Jeep Mama. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man. up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So, Tony and Josh, just in case you didn't know, this past weekend, the skies dumped about 30 inches of snow on my driveway and in the street that I live on. Now, a lot of folks were giving me grief because we were out shoveling and snow blowing our driveway. They kept saying, you have a Jeep. You don't need a shovel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could have just barreled through the snow with the Jeep, but we have friends who visit who don't have Jeeps. Plus, knowing what this amount of snow will do when you pack it down, it was in our best interest to shovel it because instead of packing it down by driving over it, um, we shoveled it because... As temperatures rise in the day, the snow starts to melt, and then it freezes, making for very icy conditions and a big mess. But because of all that, I did have to try and see if my Jeep Wrangler Rubicon could attempt the many, many inches of snow on the road. 
I made several attempts at the snow and I videotaped all these attempts and they're on my um, YouTube channel and the Jeep, it's Jeep Mama. Um, so my first attempt was Saturday while it was still snowing and my husband, it's funny, you can hear him in the driver's seat. It's like, I'm not going to start taping until you get out of the driveway. Um, anyway, I was very cautious and looking back at the video, I was like, I took the snow like I was trying to rock crawl. I was also very nervous of getting stuck in the middle of the street because it was still snowing and I didn't know if the snowplow was going to come through again. It came through Friday night and that was the last time I saw it until uh, two days ago. So anyway, the snow was really dry and lightweight and any weight on the snow, you would sink straight down. And that's exactly what my Jeep did. So I tried again once the skies cleared the next day. The snow was just a little bit more dense because it had melted some during the warm, sunny day. And again, I was quite cautious. I took it slow. And like before, I was in four low and I rocked the Jeep back and forth, back and forth. And I got it stuck again. So finally, my third attempt, I was still in four low and I had an aha moment. I was like, my gosh, my $10,000 buttons. So that's one of the reasons I traded for my Rubicon was the axle lock button. So I pressed the bottom of the button once, which locked the rear axle, and I pushed it a second time, and it locked the front. And so with a little push of the finger, they were, I locked them. And what this does, for anyone who doesn't know, which I'm sure you all know what it does, but just in case, um, it allows the same amount of wheel spin on the tires, which is something you need to prevent you from getting stuck in the snow or the mud. Um, so anyway, now that the snow is a lot more dense and it wasn't as high, I was able to get a little bit further, but I still kept getting stuck. And at one point, um, my husband was like, you're just being too cautious. One thing I was worried about breaking my Jeep. Um, and I know going too slow, I wasn't getting enough speed. And finally, my husband just looked at me and you can see him in the video. He's pointing at me like, get the hell out of that Jeep right now. Um, so he took over and I started videotaping and I was freaking out. Him driving made me even more nervous because he just gunned it and gunned it and gunned it. And eventually the front passenger tire hit the pavement. And there was some pavement there because our neighbor, we do this every time there's a big snow. Um, we snow blow little paths from our house to their house to the other neighbor's house. So we have walking paths to each other. Because the snow was like two and a half feet. Yeah, two and a half feet, 30 inches. Anyway, so it hit this shoveled path and allowed momentum, and the Jeep finally barreled through the snow. And I'm screaming at him to stop because he kept pushing <laughs> it and pushing it. And I'm like, it's not a snow plow. My baby. Um, I know. So anyway, um, the Jeep was able to push through the snow, even though I was not the one to do it. And you know what? I'm not embarrassed and I don't feel inadequate. I'm just a very cautious person by nature and I always will be. And my Jeep cost a lot of money and I don't have a money tree in my backyard to make repairs. And earlier in the storm, there was a red Jeep on TV and it was constantly in the back um, scene of WJLA television stuck in their shot all day long. And what this Jeep was doing was trying to push a snow path for the live trucks to get through. 
and he burned up his transmission trying to plow through the snow. He got stuck there. Nobody helped him. The plows would go around him. Anyway, finally he got towed out. So anyway, that made me a little cautious. Also, a Cherokee burned up um, just right here close to us. The guy was out wheeling, and I still don't know why, but his Jeep burned to the ground. So I was just very paranoid. I didn't want anything to happen to my Jeep. And anyway, there's a picture of that red Jeep on my blog post from today at jeepmama.com, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A.com. And there's also my videos I told you about on my YouTube channel. But anyway, I think it's okay to be cautious and slow while you're getting to know your vehicle and what it does and how it works. And for me, using those the axle lock button for the first time, I got a feel for what it feels like. And next time I'll be feel more comfortable using it. And you know what? There was no emergency for us to get out. I didn't need to go anywhere. And I feel good about my attempts I made. I'm happy with the fact that I was able to test out my axle lock button to see how it works and how it feels driving. So each time I will become more and more experienced and be a better driver in the long run. And Josh, I know what you're going to say. So before you say it, I was just too lazy to let the air out of my tires. It was yeah. cold. <laughs> it was I, cold. I, I didn't want to be yeah. freezing out there. I, after after uh, Tammy posted those videos up, uh, we, we kind of got, uh, Tony and I kind of got the inside, uh, inside information. We got to see them first. Uh, the very first question that I asked her was, did, did you air down the tires? Because it looked like you're having a little bit of problem there. Yeah, yeah no, guys. Footprint is is a huge consideration that you have to you have to take into into thought here with with when you're going away wheeling on snow. You need to have uh, some big contact patch. So air down those tires. Now I wheel with guys who run beadlocks and zero pounds, just because they squat those tires down as much as possible, and uh, and you end up kind of sitting on top of the snow a little bit more. Yeah, this this was a lot of snow. It was a lot of snow. That yeah. that is um is huge amounts of snow for for residential wheeling, as it were. Right. It looked like so much fun. I seeing those videos, I was like, oh, I just wish that was here because I would I be know. out doing all that stuff with my Jeep. It would be awesome. So uh, also too, I think that uh, we all agree that a little a little bit more lip lift would have helped because you wouldn't been pushing against the snow. It'd been more the tires on the snow, and and um, actually. Earlier, we heard from CPO Chris, who, like you said, just lives really close. He actually lives probably 20 minutes from me. Mm -hmm. So he got just as much as I do, uh, as much snow as I did. And he has a lifted Jeep with bigger tires, and he was doing fine through the snow. He was pulling people out. He was making tracks. He was, you know, he Wider. has videos on his Facebook page. I saw him post a lot of videos. He, you know, he was able to make it through the snow, no problem. Yeah, but the, the wider, was, yeah, the wider tires, like Josh was saying, I can see that right. too. Right, and he had more clearance than I did. Right, I have nine inches of clearance, and he probably has a lot more than me. And I was, you know, bottoming out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I was just driving way too slow. Well, kudos for you, uh, or kudos to you for actually getting out there and trying it. It would have been uh, simpler just to go, well, I'll, I'll wait another 10 or 15 years right. when we get 30 inches of snow and I'll try it then. It'll be lifted. Uh, I'll have more purple. Right. Uh, it'll be, it'll just be a lot easier I'll to get. I'll have more purple. <laughs> more purple. Purple tires. Hey, and you know what's so funny is everyone who is criticizing me, 
I finally got to the point because they kept saying, oh, well, we were out wheeling and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, where are your pictures? Where are your videos? Oh, yeah. very right. good video. It didn't happen. I like right. how you had that camera down on the uh, on the uh, uh, sliders. Uh, where yeah, you that get was that, the Kodak you, Pix Pro. Yeah, where you could get a perspective uh, that yeah. you don't normally see. So uh, very, very nicely done. Uh, and you guys need to go over there and see those videos on uh, Tammy's YouTube channel. Uh, we and would, some of those pictures that the the people sent of their jeeps in the snow, their roads were already plowed. I'm like, that's <laughs> it's not what I was facing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so where okay. can people find those uh, those videos if they oh, want to yeah. see Tammy in action? Where can people go find the videos? They're on my YouTube channel, which is just you go to youtube.com slash user slash the Jeep Mama, M-O-M-M-A. Well, and they're labeled stock Jeep in a blizzard, take two, take three. And you know what? Somebody made a good point. You can't really call a Rubicon a stock Jeep. Well, it is. I mean, you yeah. haven't done, a, you know, much modifications. To no, it well, it's bumpers and sliders. Yeah. You know, like a, a Sahara is more stock than a Rubicon. No, it's it's stock if that's the way it came from the factory. Right. Well, that's true. So it technically it's stock. I know what you're saying, right. but technically right. it is stock. So anyway, that's where my videos are. Great job. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good because I can. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Oh, that intro cracks me up each and every time. I get a kick out of it. Well, it's, uh, it is it is that time of season, guys. The white stuff is snowing. And uh, with the recent uh, little bit of feedback we got from Tammy and her snow adventures, I thought it might be a good idea to talk about snowpack. Pack it in or flush it out. As winter is in full swing and the snow wheeling trips are happening more frequently with all the fluffy white stuff blessed to us from the heavens falling more often, the question arises after some snow time fun, what to do with all that snow on, in, and packed into every crevice of the Jeep? Short answer, well, it kind of depends on where you live. Snow is basically just water, as we all know. I'm sure there's a few parts per million of other debris like dust, pollen, and alien spit. But the one thing that, uh, other than frozen water that may be lurking in that snow packed on your Jeep is salt. Some places salt their road, and if you spend any amount of time driving to get to a play spot or have to commute using your Jeep when it's all snowy and slushy out and all that stuff, well, you know all too well that the snow piles up in the rims, the wheel wells, under bumpers, between coil, uh, spring coils, and this gets everywhere, almost everywhere that, uh, well, almost everywhere that sand and everything else can get into. Leaving all that snow packed and frozen, all that, leaving all that snow packed and frozen to the Jeep, it does have a certain bit of ruggedness to it. Looks kind of cool. Big old stalactites hanging down from it, icicles everywhere. Yeah, it's neat. Makes it look like your Jeep has been through the trenches a bit. Well, that road snow can carry a high degree of cancer-producing salts that can turn your beautiful Jeep into a rust bucket faster than you can say navel jelly. Anytime I go for a trip to the mountain for some snow wheeling, I make it a habit to wash down the Jeep when I get home. This is for several reasons. One, I want to get rid of the extra weight throwing off the balance of my wheels. As snow packs into the lip of beadlocks or in the empty space in your rims, it causes the balance of the wheel and tire to be thrown off, resulting in vibrations that otherwise wouldn't be there. And, well, you guys know all too well where vibrations can lead. This can happen on the driveline, too, with ice deposits, but it's much more unlikely due to the undercarriage temps in the area. Even if your area uh, where you live doesn't salt its roads or think just because you can't see pavement that you're in the clear, well, to a certain extent, you are. But remember, metal plus steel, I mean, uh, steel plus water, rather, equals rust. And when you have 
when you have snow packed in, when you have packed in snow holding water in places that would typically just drip away from, well, you have a recipe for disaster. It's not going to happen overnight, but for those who live in the Midwest and back east, you know this can be an uphill battle. So the bottom line is you don't have to detail your Jeep every time you pull it in the driveway after it snows, but be aware of what's clinging to your Jeep, what it can do, and know that a few minutes with a pressure washer every now and again and or the hose is uh, as things start to warm up will save you a little, uh, save you a lot of issues in the future. Oh, and hey, you want to keep that freshly rinsed down Jeep from freezing into a solid block of ice? Vinegar and some water in a spray bottle. Seriously, go check it out. It's like some sort of voodoo magic. Maybe it's chemistry. I forgot. Either way, this all applies to mud and even sand just as much as it does snow. Although I don't know of any state who currently salts their beaches. Anyways. Yeah. Hmm. Sea salt. You love it. Just not on the Jeep. <laughs> No, I've uh, I've uh, had the Jeep parked in the driveway, had it you know come back from a wheeling trip, and I didn't get to it right away. And a week later, I still got ice deposits up underside on the underside of my bumper. And and you know, no matter how well painted things are and and whatnot, you get sand and mud and and uh, and grit and snow and ice and everything gets all packed in there and vibrates around and and pretty soon that you know all that water sitting on that steel is eventually going to cause some rust spots. Sure, going to be the end of the world. Is your Jeep going to fall in half? Probably not, but uh, you know, after a few seasons, chances are things aren't going to be looking quite as uh, shiny and new as they used to. Yeah, always a good idea to get it off. Do you have a pressure washer, Josh? Uh, no, I don't. I have access to one, mm-hmm. um, and so a couple times a year, I, I borrow a pressure washer and do some stuff around the house and whatnot. And uh, uh, but I do have one of those. I do have one of those zero degree nozzles for um, for my hose, and which really ups the pressure quite a bit. Now this and is a family with- show. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to get most of the mud and, and, you know, I live out here in Oregon. We have this Oregon clay. When it gets wet, it turns into this like super glue, snotty peanut butter. Yeah. And, and it yeah. is impossible to get off of your, off your rig if it dries. And, uh, and I've got, I mean, well, my paint is like permanently it's stained not, from this. It's stuff, not but. impossible if it's been dry out for like five months straight, uh, you'll see it dropping off. Uh, when you're doing uh, 70 down the highway, <laughs> yeah. huge clumps no, and people swerving it, out of the way of these huge clumps of clay. I know because it's the exact same way in uh, in South uh, Southeast Texas. Yeah, you guys got that clay down there too. So yeah, just uh, you know, I mean, anything, even with the hose, you get in there with uh, you know, some uh, oh, it just laughs and stuff, and just yeah, laughs at just, the water. <laughs> so besides the rust and like for me, like tons of snow got packed over my brake drums up in the springs or the coils, um, in the bumper, um, the tires, that's not going to hurt anything. Besides, just, no, just, I mean, just drive it over next to a flaming XJ, uh, uh Tammy, and it'll melt right off. Okay. There you go. <laughs> no, no, Tammy, I mean, the, the biggest thing, uh, did you want to want to look out for? I mean, if you are like literally packed in a solid block of vice, you want to let things kind of, you know, thaw out. You want to kind of get the engine compartment a little bit clear. You want to make sure that you're, your front grill is open. You know, you want to make sure you have mm-hmm. airflow over the engine. That's really the biggest thing right there. Obviously, you don't want to be hitting the rev limiter the entire time you're in the Jeep. Um, that's going to be hard on it. That's going to blow up your transmission more than some packed snow is going to. Uh, you're, you're, going to you're going to toast your engine faster hitting the rev limiter because, you know, you're not moving. You know, you're, you're getting into the skinny pedal and the tires are spinning, but you're not just going anywhere. So what do you do? You put more gas into it to go faster and, well, nothing happens and you keep putting more gas into it and pretty soon, the engine is hitting that rev limiter and, well, too much of that and 
the magic well, spell. I was actually concerned based on uh, some of the things Tammy had. Uh, we were talking about, or she was posting online about these uh, these fires, and I thought that's really strange. Why would uh, XJ catch on fire? Why would why would somebody uh, burn up their uh, their transmission? Uh, just sitting there stuck. And uh, I, I read that it is sitting idle in the snow where the snow is packed up uh, under the engine and no airflow can occur. So parts get start heating up hotter than what they would normally get because, you know, the snow acts as an insulator. So yes. you're, you're idling that engine uh, and the catalytic converter and the, uh, the transmission, everything with this insulator around it. And it's just sitting there while you're digging the Jeep out. So, you know, maybe maybe uh, turning the engine off. I don't know if that's a safe thing to do. Uh, you'd probably freezing to death stuff, but uh, turn the engine off. The, the, the cold weather should cool everything down. Uh, now, as far as the kitchen on fire, I read that that's really unusual. It's really it unusual for it to catch on fire. And most of the time, it has to do with the parts getting really, really hot and there being a fuel leak <laughs> that wasn't uh, necessarily known about until these parts got really hot and ignited yeah. the fuel that was leaking. And, and if you guys remember, one of the questions I asked Josh about his uh, putting the, uh, uh, the f- fuel rail back on and all the uh, injectors was if he was using new O-rings. It's a common mistake that people see those O-rings and they go, it's round, it's good enough, <laughs> and just I'm going to save 39 cents and use these old ones. And uh, then they get, they get these little uh, fuel leaks, and then they have a fire. Now, it's even very unusual for a fire to occur with a leak. It really has to be a perfect set of circumstances from what I read. So you guys don't freak out that I'm going to burn up my, uh, my 20-year-old XJ uh, simply because I was snow wheeling. Uh, just make sure you do proper maintenance and you don't have any fuel oh, leaks. There's the, there's the million-dollar advice right there. All righty. So... Uh, Pretty cool stuff. Now let's get over to uh, Jeep Mama's product review. You know, we're doing our uh, trifecta thing here where we talk about uh, cool uh, Jeep stuff or uh, cool off-road stuff. uh, And uh, uh, we do the product review and the next week, Amazon, you bought what? So Tammy, uh, bring us into the uh, Jeep Mama product review. Um, Oh, this is a short, simple one. And this is something out there easy to do to make your Jeep your own. Um, to make it unique, to give it a different look, and that is um, grill inserts. I bought some Rugged Ridge grill inserts. They were black, and this is a great way to change the look of your front of your Jeep. They're UV-treated, and they just snap into place. You don't need to drill. You don't need any tools. Um what you can They're available in chrome or in black, oh, and obviously oh, black no. is... No chrome. Black black wasn't going to work for me because my Jeep is black. So what I did is I got them painted. And I know you all know what color I painted them. Um, I actually didn't paint them. I had my paint guy paint them. (laughs) Um, Purple. Um, Anyway, they can give your Wrangler a unique look. Um, You just click them in and go. Anyway, they also have the mesh grill inserts that you can place behind um, the seven slots. Um, anyway, these you can find them on Amazon.com, but first go to JeepTalkShow.com and then click on our little Amazon link. Um, they were six; they're sixty-three dollars, not including getting painted. Painted if you want to paint it a different color. Anyway, they're the Rugged Ridge Grill inserts. I love them, and I think that they um, 
are great to make your Jeep look different. Anyway, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and just search Rugged Ridge, Rugged Ridge Grill Inserts. Say that three times fast. You know that that mesh that you can put in there might be a good idea for like rocks and things that would get into your uh, uh, air conditioner condenser and uh, anything that you might have in there. Like uh, you probably, I know you don't have a transmission cooler, but some people put the transmission coolers in there and that would uh, keep rocks and uh, debris uh, out of that. Uh, might even keep sticks out of it if you were uh, uh, barreling through the brush. Are they right, still touring? True. Say again? Are they still touring? <laughs> brush? Bad jokes. <laughs> so uh, speaking of bad jokes, let's get over to uh, our uh, <laughs> campfireside chat. You know, uh, the last two shows we've been making uh, Clinton jokes here. Uh, the last one uh, last week, not so good, but uh, it was yeah, a they joke. sucked. <laughs> the other yeah. one, no, no, <laughs> the one with the z- the soap on the zipper, that was a good one. That I enjoyed that one. But yeah, I read I read recently that uh, Hillary Clinton may be, uh, the FBI may be knocking on her door uh, here quite soon. Shocking. Yep. We'll uh, see. We'll see what, what's going to happen with uh, uh, any presidential pardons that uh, uh, may occur. So uh, I usually start this thing off, and uh, I have some sad news to report. We I think I mentioned this last week uh, during the pre-show. Um I got uh, notified last Thursday that I was being laid off, not from the Jeep talk show, but from my regular, uh, nine to five, which is really eight to five job. And, uh, I was given a whole, uh, week and a day notice. So, uh, tomorrow is going to be my last day, uh, at my, uh, my company of the last two years. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, uh, when I first started working, uh, in, uh, computers, uh, way back when I, uh, I worked pretty pretty long time at one job and then uh, went to another and worked a long time there and I think it was my third job in I actually worked 16 years at one company and uh, I had always heard that two years was the norm for IT people but not not that they would let you go but people were jumping they would go to another company so they could get a, a large increase in salary and I just kind of hung in there at that 16 year career and unfortunately, I still don't know what happened. I, I guess this is one of those things where uh, things change, people change, and uh, uh, people don't mesh. And even though I had risen to a, a fairly high position in the company and was very uh, involved in so many of the aspects of uh, anything that was system and network relating, uh, related, that uh, um, they wanted the other 19 people that were in my group to, uh, <laughs> to, do, what, to do what I was doing. So uh, they gave me a package, and I separated from that company. Well, since then, I have uh, I've had good jobs, and I've had a couple of good runs. Uh, five years here, uh, two years at this most recent company, and uh, this most recent company really is just a uh, a financial issue with the company. Unfortunately, uh, I really thought this was going to be a, a very long term job, and uh, so did my boss of uh, of ten. Uh, he he, I'm sorry, of ten years. He's been there ten years. And he's looking at uh, uh, possibly being out of work in the next uh, month or so. Uh, and it's just a sad thing. Uh, I, I, I've recently heard that people ha- usually have issues at jobs during presidential election years. I was, oh, not, right? uh, I was not aware of that. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, the, ter- um, the potential turmoil of the changing of the guard, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. companies don't know what's going to happen with the new president. So, and again, I don't really know this. <laughs> Never had to pay attention to it being at one job for so long. 
So uh, anyway, I uh, have been trying to do some uh, computer consulting, and I say trying. I have a website. I really haven't tried advertising it or anything like that. And uh, due to recent conversations, uh, like in the xgtalk.com chat room, and uh, Tammy's uh, husband actually does computer consulting, uh, is uh, quite lucrative at it. And uh, I thought, well, you know, me sitting here thinking um, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to uh, talk to people uh, well enough to get them to you know, pay me money. Well, why not give it a try? So I thought I would talk about it tonight. I've, I've had a website up for some time now uh, that uh, uh, people can go to and request help. And I can help you right over the internet. Uh, I don't even have to come to where you are. So really, if you got a computer and you got a, a broadband internet connection, I can connect to your system through the internet, fix whatever problem that you're having, as long as the computer comes on and you can get on the internet, uh, whether it be viruses or printer install, a printer driver install, or debugging some message that you're getting. Uh, there's quite a few things I can do. So uh, Tammy and Josh plug their things. I'm going to start plugging this thing. If you're, uh, if you're interested in some computer help, um, any little thing is fine. Now, I want you guys to understand, I'm not planning on making this my, uh, my job, uh, my, my permanent job. I just don't think I can make enough money at it right now to you know, keep me from looking for another job. So uh, the, the goal is find another systems and uh, networking administrator type position. But hopefully I can transition over into this uh, job of my own. And, you know, frankly, maybe I'm uh, talking a little pie in the sky here, but uh, I got a couple of kids that are doing computer stuff too. Uh, and uh, I'd love to have a company in which uh, I worked with my boys and maybe even later uh, one of my girls, if they were interested in uh, doing computer stuff too. It would be a wonderful thing to have a family owned business. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I just kind of thinking here. So, if you uh, if you're interested, uh, you want to pass along to uh, maybe some businesses that uh, can't afford IT staff, but uh, uh, would like to have somebody that has uh, enterprise experience and many 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 years of experience in computers. And actually, you're seeing the results here. Uh, all the stuff that uh, we're doing here, uh, I've, I've put together and uh, made happen simply by wanting to do it. So just go over to mux.com. Now I I've been told that's a sucky name, but what <laughs> it is. It's Muckroy Computer Consulting Services. So M-U-C-C-S dot com. Muckroy Computer Consulting Services. And uh, it's probably going to be pretty cheap because I just need to get some people where I can uh, say, hey, I help these people, I help these people, I help these people. So uh, try me out. Um, I'm thinking 20 bucks goes a long way, fellas, and we'll just do PayPal. Anyway, that's really all I've got. Uh, the Jeep's running great, fortunately. Uh, since uh, tomorrow is my last day at my job, hopefully uh, I will be uh, having some free time over the next yeah. few weeks while I'm, I'm doing job searches during the day uh, and uh, waiting for that call back to, uh, to go do an interview. Uh, I'll have some time to, to work on the Jeep and maybe uh, fix some of the other things that, uh, like on the 99, I need to drop the, uh, the fuel tank. It has a little, uh, a little leak, uh, a little gas leak. If you fill up the tank all the way, so I figured there's a little uh, cracked hose or something at the very top that needs to be replaced. But it's a pain in the butt to drop that tank. You can go wheeling. I don't want to break anything, Tammy. I don't well, want to have that's the, true. I don't want to have you the, money to fix it. Yeah, I don't. Well, I do. I remember but, when I was like that. <laughs> but I, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to spend a few hundred dollars or something to repair something. Whenever right now I I need all that money because I don't know when the job's coming. Right. 
So I don't want the no, next no, paycheck. Better, is better safe than sorry, at least, you know, for, for right now. Uh, no, you mean you don't have week, a money tree in either? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get me one of those. Tony, yeah. last week you said you had some uh, some popping noises that you heard every now and again, possibly coming from the front end. Uh, have you have you tracked that down at all? No, and frankly, I've been a little depressed. So, well, uh, yeah, rightly sitting, so. Sitting in the house was a, a, a lot more fun than, uh, if you could call it fun, than uh, going out and crawling, crawling under the Jeep under well, those freezing worse, connections of fifty degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't gotten worse, has it? No. Well, that's good. You know, I'm kind of wondering if it's you know I have those uh, uh, rough country drop brackets. Uh, so they, they make a really crappy, there's a little bracket, a little, uh, uh, metal truss that goes on there. And do you know how you, how you attach those things? They're very well attached to the adjustment plate on the back of, uh, the drop bracket, oh, okay. but, but where they attach to the unibody, it's drill a hole and putting a, put in a self-tapping bolt. Oh yeah. So those things back out. And, uh, but, but actually I've noticed that when I press on the brake, uh, and, and take off, I'm, I'm getting kind of a popping noise. I'm wondering if it's not those, uh, those, uh, Blistein or Bilstein shocks that I put in there. Maybe they're not, uh, tight at the top. Hmm. So I have a couple couple of things to look at. We're some good inspection time. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably find it. I don't think it's anything critical. That's good. That's good. I don't have anything critical to report, uh, good or bad. Uh, last worked on week anything? I was uh, I was sick and and uh, I was barely able to do the show last week. And uh, and that weekend I had slated some time to uh, uh, to do some work on the Jeep. Well, I just my energy level was not yeah. up enough to to try and tackle that kind of project. So uh, nothing has happened, guys. I I have done uh, nothing in the in the garage. I haven't even swept things up out there yet so i've got some i've got some work to do this weekend uh i've got some catching up to do so uh, you guys can look forward to next show having an update in regards to my jeep and hopefully a video i can share with you guys as well is it my turn it is tammy uh now Um, uh, well you heard what i've been doing you certainly Um, have been playing in the snow the whole family's been playing in the snow it looks like surviving we, we made a big huge luge course we've been making igloos and all this because it's on day number six goodness if you don't come the weekend of no school so you guys haven't actually left the house have you or can you actually get to the store oh well now we can we we actually we were snowed in until when did we get out tuesday you guys so that snow came in last friday is that right it started Friday. It ended Sunday morning. You guys were basically, I mean, house ridden for a good couple few yes. days after that. Yeah. And the plows oh. came, um, God, was that Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. They came Tuesday. Um, but they just made one path. And there's actually video of the plows going by my house. Um, and you can see where the plow snow blade kind of did this funky little thing when it went over the snow tracks that the Jeep made because we packed the snow down <laughs> so much. It kind of like the, the blade was like wobbling. and. Were um, you, that's funny. That's funny. Your Jeep had an effect on a snow plow. Yes. <laughs> Were you the only one out driving in the, uh, in the snow? Um, and I just drove to my neighbor's house, which is like 
just a hop, skip, and a so did you, jump. I think what Tony's asking is, is, is over the course of those, you know, four or five days or whatever, um, have you seen anybody else kind of flying oh. through the neighborhood out having fun? And stuff? No. Yeah. Really? Nobody oh. in our neighborhood. Now, I know CPO, Chris, he was out driving in it the whole time. He, um, but his Jeep is a lot higher than mine. He has bigger tires. But in our neighborhood, no, absolutely no one was out. It wow. was beautiful. Tammy put up a picture yeah. on uh, Google Plus, I believe it was, uh, showing, uh, I think you were at the neighbor's house, weren't you? Looking, uh, and the camera was pointed towards your house. Is that right? Yes. It was yeah. just gorgeous. You barely see the uh, the, the, mailbox the mailbox just above the uh, above the wow. snow, but the snow was just pristine. Uh, the the sun glinting off of it. Uh, I had to share I that with a lot of snow. I, I think <laughs> snow is really cool. Yeah, is that a good family time, uh, Tammy? When oh, you guys are all for us. Yeah, we had hot chocolate and um, we played out in the snow. Games. We, we were worried we were going to lose power because it was supposed to be. A blizzard, which it never really ended up being a blizzard because a blizzard has really high winds, which blows the snow around and you have zero visibility. Well, the winds didn't get as high here where we were. They didn't get as high as were expected. They were expecting um, winds of 40 miles per hour mm -hmm. up to gusts of 60, 70. We didn't get that, but along the coast they did. And actually in Ocean City, Maryland, the winds blew and the waves um, tore down um, an ocean pier out there. My goodness. There was lots wow. of flooding and um, coastal erosion, that kind of thing. Hmm. Well, it sounds like it was a very interesting thing. Yeah. I was uh, I was chatting with somebody up there in your area on uh, on Facebook, and uh, he was talking about the uh, the roofs were kind of bowing under the pressure of the snow because I'd mentioned how beautiful it must be. And uh, I said, don't they make things that you can uh, uh, get up on the roof? I mean, pull the snow down off the roof that you don't actually have to stand on the roof and add additional weight. And he said, yes, but uh, uh, that the last time something like this happened was like 95. And I didn't realize that these these big, huge dumps of snow don't occur that often. I thought it was, no. you know, being down here in southeast Texas all my life, it's like every winter. As soon as oh. the, the clock ticks winter, you guys have, you know, 6,000 feet of snow until it clocks spring. So <laughs> actually the last big snow like this, it was actually two separate dumps, but they were all like within days of each other was in 2010. Okay. Um, all I know is I'm jealous. Yeah, it, it was fun. It's been I, fun. I actually, like the, the kids like don't the have school again tomorrow. I like I'm the sorry, idea Josh. of like two feet just all at once. Just yeah. Oomph, yeah. And just no, yeah. I'd like winter to wonderland instant. I'd like to see how my uh, my Jeep would uh, would handle the snow. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It was it was it was very nerve wracking watching my husband push the snow with my Jeep. I'm like, no, you're gonna break it. Well, I would like to have a foot. That would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, the thing I was thinking was is that it's great because your husband was doing it, and if you broke it, you Ooh. would forever be able to say. I know. You can't drive my Jeep because right. you'll break it again. Well, everyone's like, well, if he breaks it, he's going to have to pay for it. And I'm like, he's it doesn't matter. It anyway, yeah. And still, it's the same money. Yeah, but you don't get the rolling of eyes and the, yeah. the critical look because you broke the Jeep whenever he breaks it. So, Well, if he the, said if, if he would have broke it, he went to fixed it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought uh, I nagged before? <laughs> All righty. Well, let's get over to uh, Wheeling Ware and uh, wrap it up for tonight. 
Well, guys, this is part of the show where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. I've been talking about it for a few weeks now, and as our podcast listeners are listening to this, it has already started. Oh, it is the king of the hammers, Ultra 4 Racing, guys. That's right, Off-Road Junkies. It is that time of year again, and you guys can definitely get uh, get in on this action. They are doing simulcast. They're doing live streams. Of course, it's just down in Johnson Valley, California. If you're over here on the West Coast or, well, anywhere within the uh, willingness of driving, uh, you can get down there and get in on the action. For trackside safety, to lodging information, to campground information, and all there is to know about this awesome sport. It can be found at ultra4racing.com. Uh, it's only going on until February 7th, uh, and, of course, we'll be reporting on uh, all the good stuff here coming up on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. And, of course, I've uh, mentioned it a couple times before. We're going to mention it again. Central Missouri Off-Road Park is having their first trail ride of the year, February 20th, 2016. And this is not just going to be any ordinary trail ride. No, in fact, they're bringing out the entire list of guns, guys. I mean, a fully automatic MK-47 Mutant, M16s, AK-47s, MP5, even a big old M60. Oh, you guys can rent these guns. Blast off some of that pent-up winter anger. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. February 20th, 2016, Central Missouri Off-Road Park. Check them out. And don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good a condition, if not better, than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out, whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, club run, or a fundraiser, or even a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari. I want to know about it. If you're part of a local four-wheel drive club and you got a run coming up, let us know. Send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Give us all the particulars, and we'll let everybody else know as well. And hey, Jeepers, we know you guys are making purchases all the time. We know we're seeing those uh, Jeep parts popping up in our Amazon You Bought What segments. Now, next time you guys order your Jeep parts, make sure you ask the business if they know about us and uh, let them know how much you guys enjoy the podcast. If you're buying a product or a service from a vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know, let them know about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Hey, make sure you visit and like our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We're on the Twitter at Jeep Talk Show, Stitcher Radio, tunedin.com, iTunes, uh, YouTube websites. Hey, if you like the show, help us out and be sure and tell a friend. Don't forget, to be, you can be part of the show as well. There's always a fourth seat open, and it could be you. I mean, you know, Cody is a perfect example of this, doing the Grand Adventure segments, which i got to remind him to do another one for us. Uh, but with a <laughs> with a baby and starting a podcast, uh, it's not surprising that he hasn't done a, uh, another episode for us, but it'll be coming real soon, hopefully next week. So uh, you, too, could be part of this uh, great podcast that we do can i say that can i pat myself on the back that uh, it's a great podcast Uh, all you have to do is just give us a holler and uh, actually if you just send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com we can let you know the how the why the where and uh, you know we're looking for renegade uh, information we're looking for the new uh, jeep cherokee information so if you've got information on those vehicles uh, and you'd like to join in on the show, we'd love to have you do a segment. Only like three to five minutes, and it doesn't even have to be every week, just as you have time. So uh, if you, uh, if you you know, you kind of like to do the podcasting thing, but don't want to go into all the details of having to do it yourself, well, this is a great way to get in and kind of break into it. So uh, you guys have a great Jeep week, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. See you later. See you next time. 
Warning, the Jeep Hawk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again.